Well, I've got some honest questions about COVID. Can we process them together? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. I, I need your help today. I'm trying to sort something out, trying to figure something out, and I want to do it with your help. Here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, you can add your comments there in real time. I'm trying to sort an issue out. If you've been following our broadcast over the years, reading my articles, you know that I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy. You know that, that I'm skeptical about a lot of the things. Well, this is going to happen behind the scenes, and this one's pulling the strings. I, I want data. I want to be able to investigate the facts. I'm not just going to believe the latest Internet myth. We, we published a whole book refuting the QAnon uh, deceptions and conspiracies and things like that. I've been debunking a lot of the things. Trump's about to come back in office here. This is about to happen there. So I'm, I'm not one to be looking at evil government or evil this or that. However, I have some honest questions about COVID, about vaccines, about policies, and I want you to help me figure these things out, all right? 866-34-TRUTH. Hey, if you are watching this after the fact, you're not watching this as it airs live, maybe you're watching Saturday Night on, on, on America's Voice on, on Pluto or Dish TV, or maybe you're listening by podcast on, on Edify or Charisma Outlet or one of the other places that has the podcast, just catching up later uh, online. I want to give you a number to call where you can weigh in and tell me what I'm missing. I'm going to, I'm going to make the questions plain for you, and, and then I want you to tell me what I'm missing. Here's the number, 1-800-618-8480. This is not to go on live. This is just to give your viewpoint and, and keep it you know under, under a couple minutes, one 800 618 8480. Not to leave us a question, but to give a comment that we can then listen to and if we want play on the air. All right, so so here's here's my question. Here's my question. And for the YouTube censor uh, who will be watching this, you know, most all the videos that we put out on YouTube, probably over 90% get flagged for whatever reason, maybe on some list or whatever. And then they get viewed. We have to put in a request so they can be viewed to see if they can be monetized or not. And I would say probably over 90% are passed. And even when they're controversial subjects, I have to give credit where it's due. And I found the folks that are reviewing these on YouTube. I don't think it's artificial intelligence. I think it's actually someone doing a review that whoever the people are, the individuals, they tend to be fair with us. And even when we, we, we tackle really controversial subjects, I, I mean, some of the hottest subjects in the society, almost all of them get approved. Some don't, but almost all do as suitable for all advertisers. So if you're watching this as a YouTube sensor, hey, I, I'm asking questions. I hope that's allowed on this platform. But, but here's, here's what I don't get. I don't just want to assume that the government is just trying to exercise control over the population, and that's what this is. I don't just want to assume that this is a matter of big tech wanting to make money on an experimental vaccine. 
so tell me what I'm missing. Why aren't people allowed to raise questions about the policies? Why is it, say, on Facebook, the moment someone says, hey, I had an adverse reaction to the vaccine, the video's pulled immediately. Why is it that Governor DeSantis in Florida is, is sitting talking with medical experts, scientists, I mean, people from Harvard, other universities, and questions some of the policies this has been under the Trump administration, the Biden administration, they've been pretty much the same in terms of the vaccine, and that gets pulled from YouTube. In fact, let's let's start with this clip from Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, and and I think he's raising honest questions here, and I, I want you to tell me what 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 I'm missing. Is it a matter of government control? Is it a matter of just greed and and big tech? wanting to make more money or, or big pharma wanting to make more money and then big tech just kind of the enforcers? Is, is that it? Or, or is there a genuine concern to save lives and it's considered this dangerous that to even ask questions is going to threaten people's lives? Listen to what Governor DeSantis had to say. Now, Google and YouTube have cited the in, insights of these experts I just discussed as being misinformation. Now, they say it's misinformation, even though Google and YouTube routinely host conspiracy theory videos ranging from the cause of the 9-11 attacks to the role that 5G networks play in causing COVID-19. You can pretty much find any misinformation under the sun on Google YouTube. Now, Google YouTube has not been, throughout this pandemic, repositories of truth and scientific inquiry, but instead have acted of enforcers of a narrative, a big tech council of censors in service of the ruling elite. And so when they took down the videos that were posted by some of the local news outlets here in the state of Florida, they were really continuing what they've been doing for the past year. Stifle debate, short circuit scientific inquiry, make sure that the narrative is not questioned. And I think that we've seen already that that has had catastrophic consequences for our society. They were the leaders, the big tech, were the leaders in censoring criticism of lockdowns in March of 2020. You had these policies that started to be advocated for and people, some folks were very, very concerned about it. But if you posted something on one of these sites critical of the lockdown, it would get taken down. Uh, it would get marginalized. It would get suppressed in one way or another. And I'll ask the experts, but uh, I certainly believe that lockdowns have caused large amounts uh, of deaths in the United States and across the world. And so perhaps if we had had a freer exchange of ideas during those critical months, perhaps we would have been able to avoid some of the terrible policies that we've seen take such huge tolls in parts of the world and in other parts of our country here in the United States. Right. So that's what Governor DeSantis is asking. And, and that's my question. Again, I'm not one to just say government conspiracy, new world order. I mean, all the different countries of the world working together. I mean, how, how does that work when, when countries trying to undermine each other and make money off each other and all that? And then hostile countries. But why? Why so much concerted effort? Is it just a matter of the science is in? There's no question where the lockdowns work, the face masks work. There's no question about it. The vaccine works. 
and, and you don't dare question that because you're going to kill people in questioning it. But then the question is, why are all kinds of other crazy, wild, bizarre things you could post on almost anything? You know, you, you could say, hey, if you eat this paper, it'll cure migraine headaches. And you, the video could go viral. And I don't think anyone's going to take it down. I mean, on what basis? So why can't questions be asked? Why must, quote, the narrative be preserved? Asilia on Facebook, Dr. Brown, please have a discussion with Steve Noble. Steve's a radio host, in fact, comes on on this radio. If you're listening on radio, many of the stations comes on right after me. Uh, have a discussion with him. Uh, Sue says, I do believe it's a way to control the masses. COVID fit perfectly into their plans. Is that it? In that case, was Trump part of it? You know, it's one thing, well, if you're Republican, you blame the Democrats. Democrat, you blame the Republicans. But Trump would went with the lockdowns and the masks, and, and so is Biden. And maybe Biden's done it more, but they both did. And Trump is boasting about the vaccine, and Biden's pushing the vaccine. So here, I... When you fly, the moment you get into the airport, you have to have the mask on. The entire flight, you have to have the mask on. Unless you're eating food, then you take it off for that moment and put it back on. Uh, and then it, until you leave the airport, you have to have it on. And, you know, there's enough going on with flying and you're squeezed in and the whole bit. You know, I fly all the time. But, you know, wearing the mask is, is an extra thing, right? So I, I got – and plus you got to wash the mask and things like that. So – I'm going to try to put this on without messing with my, my earpieces here. Um, so if you're listening, you just have to kind of picture this. Um, it's this uh, face mask that's all plastic. Now I'll take it off so you can actually hear me. But it, it covers covers the nose, covers down past the chin. And uh, I got a few of these. They took forever to come. Turns out they came from China. But anyway, I saw them online thought, you know, you can wash these more easily. And that's supposed to fog up the glasses. And uh, I thought, whoa, this is sweet. You, you breathe much better with them. And it seems to, you know, it's, it's a plastic. Nothing's going to get through here, right? So great. So I, I wear it on a couple of flights and no problem. And flight attendants don't say anything to me. And I'm kind of looking around the airport and realize I'm the, literally the only person in the airport without a cloth mask. Literally. Now, some had a, like a full plastic thing, just like a sheet would come down, like TSA, people over the cloth. I thought, okay, this may not look good. I don't, I don't want to give a bad impression like I'm trying to break the rules here, but it certainly works well. And anyway, so I go to fly out over the weekend, and I can't get through security. That mask is not acceptable. I said, really? I said, I've flown with it a few times. I said, yeah, now that we've got guidelines as to what kind of mask you have to wear, and it's got to be one that, you know, cloth, and it comes down under the chin. Okay, so I said, no problem. I got it. And put the mask on. Maybe my voice is a little muffled now, but put on the cloth mask. Well, I have this checkup at, at a doctor every, every year or two. And I uh, went in for my checkup today, and the, the doctor's office is in a hospital facility. And the cloth mask, the cloth mask is no good. So the plastic mask was no good. The cloth mask was no good. Instead, one of the... You know, just like the doctor's mask, light blue, I had to put that on. <clears throat> Why is it you're not allowed to ask a question about the efficacy of the mask without videos being taken out? I'm just asking some questions here. We're going to play a, a video for you in a moment. Someone, I don't know who he is, but I was sent this video by a pastor friend. And, and it doesn't matter who he is, it's the logic of what he's saying. So we're going to play it for you and ask, okay, what, what are we missing here? What's he missing? Is there something more 
that's that's actually going on here. I was just sent a study from Stanford University questioning the masks and saying, could it be, especially if masks aren't washed regularly and things like that, that germs are going to stay in, that the masks are unhealthy, that wearing the mask is, is worse than not wearing a mask. These are questions being asked. On the other hand, I was just down in Florida, a church service, a lot of older folks there, everyone hugging each other, no masks, they, they've been operating services all through COVID. And then I went to a restaurant, we were not required to wear the mask, even standing waiting to be seated in the restaurant. I was just talking to this doctor about it, and he was very distressed to hear this. That's not good. That's not, as he said, it's a shame. And he said, you know, numbers from uh, Florida, they're being underreported. It's actually worse than we're hearing. And so is, is that it? What's actually going on? Why aren't we allowed to question the narrative? What do you think? 866-34-TRUTH. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. So is this a matter of government overreach and the government just wanting to exercise control over the citizens of America and other nations? The question would be, for what purpose, though? And why would the freedom-loving Republicans go along with it, often criticizing the, the Democrats for government overreach? Why would Biden and Trump share the same policies? Is it a matter of greed? The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Paul writes that in 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, is just ultimately about vaccine and greed. So even if your medical professional on the street is caring and and working hard and, and wanting to see people healthy, that the further up the food chain you get, there's more greed. Is, is that it? Or is it simply a matter of that people are utterly convinced that the lockdowns are essential, that the face masks are essential, that, that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Americans have died, and therefore to post anything questioning the narrative is, is dangerous? 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, I don't know who Dan Monroe is, so I, I don't know his expertise or background. We're simply going to analyze what he said. I'm going to break this down into three parts, a video that he posted on Facebook. What's he missing? What's he getting wrong? What am I missing here? Now, remember, I abide by the law, meaning when I'm in a place where I'm required to wear a mask, I wear a mask. In the grocery store, I wear the mask or whatever the public facility is. On the plane, I do that. In fact, I also do it out of respect for my neighbor. So when I'm, when I'm eating, if I'm snacking on the plane, maybe having some you know raw nuts or something like that and, and, and some... Uh, some water to drink, I'll put nuts in my mouth, and I'll put the mask back on rather than just take it off during that time when I'm eating. Because the person next to me may really feel that for me not to wear the mask is to be disrespectful and potentially to endanger them, so I'm happy to do it. Now, if there was a law where I had to get the vaccine, that's another issue because now you're putting something in your body. But let's listen to what Dan Monroe said. And please, if you're an expert here, medical professional, Someone with knowledge, tell us what he's missing. All right, let's start with clip number one. I'd like to take a moment to share with you some questions and answers that just this week 
were uploaded and answered from our very own CDC website regarding the experimental vaccine for COVID-19. Question, if I get vaccinated, can I stop wearing a mask? CDC answer, nope. If I get vaccinated, will I be resistant to COVID? CDC answer, maybe, but probably not. If I get vaccinated, I won't be contagious to others, right? Answer, no, the vaccine does not stop transmission. If I get vaccinated, how long will the vaccine last? CDC answer, no one knows. Why? Because it's still in its experimental phases. If I get vaccinated, can I stop social distancing? No. So then what is the advantage of getting vaccinated? The answer from the CDC, hoping the virus won't kill you. Okay, so what did you get wrong there? If you've been following the data, reading what CDC says, government statements, what did he get wrong? What did he exaggerate? What was he inaccurate in presenting? I'm asking questions. Can someone tell me? All right, let's keep listening. Clip number two. Question. Are you sure the vaccine won't injure or kill me? CDC answer? No guarantees. Question. If statistically the virus has a 99.97 survival rate, why should I get vaccinated? CDC answer, to protect others. Question, so if I get vaccinated, I can protect everyone around me, right? CDC answer, no. Question, if I experience adverse effects from the vaccine, am I entitled to be compensated by the manufacturer or the government? CDC answer, absolutely not. You see, the government and the vaccine manufacturers have 100% zero liability. Why? Because according to the CDC, it's an experimental drug. Okay, is he misstating things? Is he inaccurate? Is he presenting a false picture by only giving some of the information? I I'm at, are we allowed to ask questions? So I'm asking, what's he getting wrong? Is that allowed? Is that, is that acceptable on YouTube to say, what's this man getting wrong? Is this acceptable on Facebook? Hey, his video's up on Facebook. It's still up, actually. So it hasn't been taken down there, which is interesting. So tell me once more, what is he getting wrong? One last clip from Dan Monroe kind of summing things up. And then he asks his big question at the end. So let's take a moment to summarize, shall we? The COVID-19 vaccine does not provide immunity, does not eliminate the virus, does not prevent death, does not guarantee you won't get it, does not stop you from passing it on to others, does not eliminate masks or social distancing, does not eliminate lockdowns, and if you have adverse effects, you're out of luck. So is everybody in this world just stupid? I'd have to say Probably not, unless, of course, you're one of these people driving around in your car alone with a mask on, then yes, you deserve an award of some kind. Or if you truly believe that if you're standing in a restaurant, you can get COVID, but if you're sitting, you can't. I'm afraid if you believe that, you are aimlessly wandering through the forest of stupidity. And all of this now begs the question, why is it that the powers that be absolutely insist that you must be vaccinated? 
with their experimental drug? Well, the answer is really pretty obvious if you think about it. So wake up and think about it. All right, so you would assume that in his mind, the answer is government control and or money-making grab. Now, now, let's just think these things through. Do you think, and here, here, if you're a Democrat, think Biden. If you're a Republican, think Trump. Okay, whoever your person is that's in the White House, assuming that most all of you either voted for Trump or Biden. So do you actually think that the president, again, the, the one you voted for, because they both had similar policies, lockdowns, masks, vaccines, right? Do you actually think that they would willingly bring something on the nation, give bad science, bad recommendations, knowing that half million Americans would die, especially the elderly, in some kind of power grab? Do you think, I, I can't imagine that. I, I, I cannot imagine that. Now, I could imagine some countries doing things. I could imagine North Korea doing something where they allow millions of their people to die because of their policies, and, and it, it strengthens their, their grip. I, I could easily imagine that. But is, is the Israeli government, for example, strongly encouraging vaccines, very, very strongly encouraging vaccines, and now saying, hey, you can go out without masks and things because of the amount of people who have been vaccinated and where things are at with infections and so on. Were they doing that and, and, and watching people die to have more control over the government? You know, is, is that what's happening in country after country after country? That's it's very hard for me to believe. Very hard for me to believe. I know people are evil. I know people are wicked. I, I know our governments do all kinds of things that would probably shock us if we, if we knew what was happening behind the scenes with international affairs and, and things like that, and people that are taken out and others replaced in power. But a power grab? I just have a, I'm just being honest with you. I have a, I have a problem with that. Well, could a lot of this be greed motivated? That's, that's actually easier for me to imagine it is greed motivated that, that, yes, there is an attempt to find a vaccine. There are attempts to find cures, but that a lot of what drives big pharma, I'm not talking about your, your, your doctor, the nurse by the bedside, the, the, your, your, your GP and, and your specialists and their, you know, the surgeons. I'm talking about high up on the food chain. Is it a matter of, hey, this is an incredible way to make money? And it's that one vaccine, and you're going to need another vaccine. And so, look, I believe, generally speaking, people in government, people in the medical profession, want to save lives rather than take lives. You may call me naive, but I believe that, okay? Generally speaking, when the airlines are telling you you have to follow this policy, I mean, and you think of it for a second. You're, you're body to body walking through crowded airports, right? Sometimes bumping into people. You are body-to-body body sitting there waiting to get on the plane. You are body-to-body body online getting on the plane. You're now sitting next to each other in a full flight, right? So three people to a row. You're stuck in there side by side. Then when you get off the plane, they, they, will, they will say, okay, we're going to get off by rows so we can socially distance. Like, what? 
Well, are you kidding me? Now, I think they're genuinely trying to help. I think they are genuinely thinking this is what we've been told, or this is the safest, whatever. Or maybe they don't want to get sued. But in light of all that, the big, big question still comes down to why aren't you allowed to question stuff? Why aren't you allowed to wonder whether the lockdowns really work or not? Whether they cause more deaths, you know, depression, suicide, people not going to the hospital and doctor for checkups and visits and emergencies. And, you know, I I read that could well be in Australia. More people will die of suicide during the lockdowns than, than, than the pandemic. Why aren't you allowed to ask questions? Something is bothering me here. Something's not right. We're going to switch topics partly. I'm going to speak to you about the Antichrist, about world control. Well, yeah, you don't want to miss this. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, one of the early questions that I got asked about COVID, COVID-19, is it a plague, an end-time plague from the book of Revelation? My answer was no, but it's serious and deadly. But no, it's not an end-time plague from the book of Revelation. Then the newer question, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? The answer is no, it's not the mark of the beast, because the beast is not here yet, has not yet been revealed, meaning the Antichrist. But it is interesting in terms of a world government or world health organization and something enforced, and maybe you can't do certain things unless you get the vaccine. I said it shows how something like this could happen. Well, let's just focus a little bit more on the question of the Antichrist. I'm joined by Chuck Chrismeyer. Chuck's a friend for good number of years as, as a frontline radio broadcaster for decades, a watchman on the wall sounding warnings about the state of America, a former trial attorney, pastor, and his wife married over 55 years. And his newest book is, is called Antichrist. Uh, Chuck, normally I'm on the, on the air with you. Welcome to my broadcast. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you. I guess turnabout is a fair play. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With, with all you've written over the years, so much about America, so much about the church in America, uh, strong calls for repentance, no compromise. We think of the Antichrist, isn't that more just like speculation, end-time prophecy? What prompted you to write a book on this? That's a very good question. And uh, the reality is, the books that I have written, while they began with the primary focus on America, such as uh, uh, Renewing the Soul of America, that was endorsed by 38 national Christian leaders, back in 2002, but each one of the additional books that I have written have been a almost like a progression in the preparation for the ultimate moment of human history, which is the uh, Second Coming. By the way, that is my new book that I'm writing uh, at this moment called Messiah, uh, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. But Antichrist came before that and has just recently been released, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. And the situation is that uh, we know, the Bible tells us very clearly, that there is one coming who will counterfeit 
the uh, second coming of Christ. And uh, the world stage is being set right now for the people groups of the world to actually be ready to receive such a counterfeit. And uh, the fear quotient that's developing, you talked about COVID, you talked about uh, the vaccine. Well, I agree with you. I don't think that COVID is, in fact, uh, shall we say, the final pestilence. It may be one, but it's not the ultimate. And I don't believe that the vaccine itself, by itself, is uh, the mark of the beast. On the other hand, you were alluding to the fact that it may actually be leading to the ultimate progression toward that mark. In other words, laying the foundation, preparing the people to be ready to accept and receive whatever comes down the path. Now, that's pretty interesting in light of the fact that uh, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci indicated about six months ago on, tele- on television that uh, they were shocked that the American people were so ready and willing to accept and receive everything they said mm. and, to obser- and to obey their commands. And yet their viewpoints, supposedly rooted in science, have varied with every vacillation of human feelings and, and uh, political uh, uh, ideology. And so yet this American people still were able to put their total trust and confidence in uh, what some are referred to now as his lordship, Dr. Fauci. So it, it sets the tone, it sets the pattern, and uh, the Bible uh, doesn't tell us exactly who this person, this Antichrist person is, but it does give us uh, many, many descriptions both of what he is like and how he gains his prominence. All right, so let, let's let's get a, a useful little summary here in the few minutes that we have. And friends, to get in depth and to, and to look at the Scripture and to see what's laid out, the book Chuck Crismeyer, The Antichrist, it's how to recognize the, the coming imposter. So give me a summary. Who is he and how does he gain control? Well, first of all, he's a counterfeit. He's the anti-Christ. He's anti-Christ or against Christ. But he will appear very much to be like Christ. Uh, for instance, the whole New Age movement and the uh, gathering together of the various religions is painting a picture of a kind of counterfeit Messiah movement uh, that is setting the stage for the receptivity of this fellow, who, the prophet Daniel tells us, will gain the kingdom by flattery. Now, flattery is how most politicians gain their kingdoms. They tell the people what they want to hear. That's exactly what Burger King told us to do. Got to tell the people what they want, give the people what they want, and tell them what they want to hear. Well, unfortunately, that's what's happened in many of America's pulpits telling the people what they want to hear, hear, which is exactly what the Apostle Paul foretold was going to take place in the end times, people professing Christians having itching ears, wanting to hear what they want to hear. Don't tell me the truth. Don't uh, bring me into a place of conviction. No, just uh, make me feel good. Well, the Antichrist is going to make us feel good. 
he is going to gain the kingdom by flattery, and I think one of the most profound uh, descriptions of how he gains his dominion there in the book of Daniel is that through the pursuit of peace, he will destroy many. Now, how do you destroy through the pursuit of peace? Well, that's exactly what the whole New Age religiosity is about. In fact, in my writing of my next book, I have discovered that they actually have a term to describe the uh, eradication of those who will be enemies of the New World Order Global Peace. They call it the selection process. You will be selected out, and that is referring to professing believers and probably Orthodox Jews who uh, will discern that this counterfeit Christ figure and his promised world government is, uh, is not godly and is not holy and should be rejected. If you reject it, you will be determined to be an enemy of peace. So, therefore, this counterfeit Christ will, through the pursuit of alleged peace, actually end up destroying many. All right, so the, the counterfeit has to come in a way that's, that's appealing. The, the counterfeit has to be somewhat like the, the real. In other words, if you're going to show a counterfeit bill, you have to make it look like an actual bill. And, and the pursuit of you know, peace, harmony, world good, those things. But then you add the fear factor in, and then with that you get control. Chuck, you're an American. You know how independent we are. You know how much we kind of push back. We're rebellious. We want to do our own thing. Now, wait a minute. Are you just making a confession, Michael? Hey, hey I'm, a New, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a New Yorker on top of it. So I, outside of being crucified with the Messiah, yeah, that, that would be my style. But, but, but here's the reason I'm asking that. You mentioned Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burke, being surprised that Americans went along with things the way they did. You've written a book on the Antichrist. Why do you think right now in our current situation that Americans, by and large, have just complied with the orders with the lockdowns? I mean, you've had churches pushing back and different parts of the country pushing back. But is it just a fear-based thing? You know, has a button been pushed? Why do you think that's happened? Well, I think there's no question about it that fear has actually been choreographed and is continuing to be choreographed. For instance, we're told just in the, the, in the last day or two that, uh, you know, uh, the mass that we were told we're only going to have to take place in the separations, social distancing and all of that, we're only going to have to take place for a couple of weeks to, to uh, even the curve out. And that has turned into more than a year now. Then we were told by Dr. Fauci, well, you might want to consider wearing a double mask, maybe even a triple mask. Now he's saying, well, you know, it may not be all that safe to go back to school, and it may not be all that safe to, uh, to open up the businesses, but he senses the pressure for it. So then uh, the latest is, well, uh, he's, he's asked specifically, by uh, one of our congressmen uh, just uh, last week. Well, uh, when do you see us opening up and getting back to normal? And basically he said, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think probably we'll just be continuing to wear masks, and uh, it might be a couple of years. Uh, 
Well, what he's actually doing is using alleged science to seduce the people into ever deeper levels of fear so that they will be compliant. Now, one of the things that's uh, troubling about this is that it fights against our Christian understanding of submitting to uh, government. For instance, in Romans chapter 13, uh, government is supposed to be the minister of good to us, and we should submit to the government, and so on. But, but here we have a situation where the government is actually seducing the people not for their betterment, but actually for their maximum control. And uh, that brings up, a, up another question. Maybe you have the answer to that one, Dr. Michael. Yeah, so the, it's, <laughs> it, it's a question I've actually been asking over the broadcast and, and asking what's behind things that are happening in the government and so on. Where are things going? But listen, 45 seconds, if someone gets your book, The Antichrist, what are they going to get out of it? Oh, this book is unlike any other book concerning Antichrist. This book is not just not about information. It certainly isn't sensationalistic. It is full of information. But the primary thrust of this book is actually about your personal transformation. It is about the reader. It is about whether you will be able to identify, whether you and your life is prepared for this ultimate moment in human history where the entire test of history is going to be focused in on, for instance, the choice of whether you not whether or not you would receive the mark of the beast. And by the way, uh, just a year ago, uh, Bill Gates filed his patent with the U.S. Patent Office to accomplish something so nefarious that uh, all right, it's tell you what, we got in the book. We got to jump in the new book, The Antichrist, by Chuck Chrismar. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Have I gotten vaccinated? Have I gotten one of the COVID vaccines? I was just asked that question again. I'm going to answer that question in a moment. But can I encourage you to stand with us on the front lines? We are your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. You know everything we do is from a gospel, biblically-based perspective, and we pray for God's wisdom and God's spirit in what we do. I'm not here to be another talking head, another conservative pundit. There are plenty of people out there doing great work with information. My whole role is to be your voice of moral sanity and spiritual clarity in the midst of a society and chaos in a church all too often in compromise. We have many great open doors in front of us. They need funding to walk through those doors. So would you pray about standing with us? And if you've enjoyed our broadcast for years or enjoy my articles or other things we've done in our ministry or debates, stand with us. Go to my website, askdrbrown.org, A-S-K-D-R-Brown.org. Click on Donate. And if you want to become a monthly supporter, part of our support team, a torchbearer, and thank you to all the torchbearers listening and watching right now. You are what upholds us every single day, uh, giving a dollar or more per day, so $30 or more per month. For some, you give five times that easily. For some, that's a lot. But do what you can. Become a torchbearer. 
Every month, we send you a new audio message. We give you free access to our online classes. We have numerous online classes. You get to watch them as many times as you want to listen to them for free. You get a 15% discount in our bookstore. If you go to Israel with us, uh, you get a 10% discount going to Israel. That kind of puts your money for a year back in your pocket. And then every month, I, I send you an insider a newsletter just telling you what's going on before things go public. So would you join us? Would you become a torchbearer, a monthly supporter? AskDrBrown.org. Click Donate. Or if you prefer to give a one-time gift, that's the place to do it. And if you've watched the broadcast or listened for years, you know I hardly talk about money. We pray, we trust God, we work hard to bring in funds so we can serve you and be on the air helping you. All right. The vaccine. Have I gotten the vaccine? No, I haven't. Why not? Well, number one, even though I'm 66, I'm in vibrant health, vibrant health, and and I've been examined, you know, detailed blood work and all that, and and I, I push hard, working out, everything. No aches, no pains, no underlying conditions. I'm on no medication. Uh, everything checks out wonderfully. So I'm in vibrant health and I have a very strong immune system because of the massive amount of healthy foods that I eat every day, organic and raw, healthy foods every day. So I have a strong immune system. I'm, I'm in, in perfect health by God's grace. I mean, perfect. God knows perfect, but you know what I'm saying. Vibrant health. And uh, so I... I and I've been around all kinds of settings, even with thousands of people in meetings, like in Texas, church of thousands, and everyone's body to body. There's no social distancing. And, you know, in churches in Florida and other meetings, hundreds and hundreds of people. I've been around and on the road and exposed to things. And uh, the other thing is, some years ago, I got a flu vaccine. I was at the airport, and they were doing flu vaccines. And they, uh, I thought, oh, you know, I should get this done. I never get a flu vaccine. I'll, I'm going to be like a good boy and get it done. And this is while eating healthily and, and with my weight good and all of this. And, and I called Nancy, my wife Nancy, afterwards, and she's always read up on medical things and understands, you know, how the body works. And I said, yeah, I got my flu shot. She goes, why? She says, no need to get a flu shot. Well, in other words, if you have a strong immune system and your body's healthy, that just naturally is going to fight things. And, and the flu vaccine is not some guarantee and she and the doctor whose recommendations we follow, a nationally respected doctor, he doesn't recommend the flu shot for most. I thought, oh, okay, then I won't won't get it. Even if I catch a cold, I mean, it's it's gone almost instantly, and it's it's a fraction of what it used to be. My body's just transformed by God's grace, eating healthily. The book Nancy and I wrote on that, breaking the stronghold of food. It's honest. We talked through the struggles, how we got where we are, but it, it is really life transforming. So, first. I'm not in the mindset to be getting a vaccine. If I fly overseas into a certain country, going to certain places in Africa, you have to show you've got certain vaccines, you know, and it could be a typhoid this, or you have to take anti-malaria pills and whatever. If, if it's required by law and the doing the thing is not going to harm me, well, of course I comply. Of course, in a heartbeat. And, and, and if, if I have an issue, you know, a kidney stone a couple of weeks ago, well, it went to the hospital, found out what it was, was glad to take some pain medicine while I was there, you know, and then rec- take this, recommend it to help you pass the kidney stone. Glad to do it. I'm not anti-science. I'm not anti-medicine. No, not at all. And I look at doctors, medical science, we're on the same side. We want to see people healed and, and healthy and, and so on. But on the one hand, I don't feel the need for the vaccine. 
You say, no, 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 it's not for you, it's for others. You're doing it for others. Well, if I knew that the vaccine was not harmful, okay, if I knew that, which I don't know for sure, I keep hearing reports, you know, questions about this, this country not using this vaccine anymore, side effects here. So I don't know. I hear enough reports with enough questions, and I know that this is different from any vaccine before, and it hasn't had the at least 10 years of trial and, you know, testing and all of that to see how it works. So I don't know that it's healthy for me to have it. That's number one. And number two, I don't know that getting it is going to keep Nancy safer or our kids or grandkids that are around safer or other people, you know, people in the workplace safer. Now, anyone with any symptom here at work is instantly quarantined. We're, we're, we're careful. Some have had the virus and things, so they're quarantined, they're home, they're all that. We, you know, we're careful. We're conscientious, right? And, and, and you know, going into a place, they check your temperature, check for symptoms, all, all good, fine, do it, be wise. I'm not one of these, oh, I don't care, this, be. no, 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 I'm not reckless, I'm conscientious, and again, I abide by the laws. Now, what if, you could not go into a grocery store or do business without getting the vaccine. Now you have an issue. We, we've had to postpone our Israel tour three times, so we just moved it all the way to March of next year rather than risk postponing it again later this year. What if you're required to get the vaccine to get into Israel? Now other questions come up that we will have to process together. And many of you gotten the vaccine, no side effects, and, and you feel safer because of it. I'm the last thing I'm doing is criticizing someone for getting the vaccine. No, no, not at all. And I'm not telling you, yeah, flaunt this, and who cares about this? And when the government reaches too far, then we respectfully say sorry, but we, we have to push back. Can't sing in our church services. Sorry, we're going to sing. Can't have a home Bible study. Sorry, we're going to have a home Bible study. You, you push back with respect against the government. That's been happening in California, other, other states, and cases have been won consistently for religious liberty. But, but here's, here's what's clear to me. Here's what's clear. A narrative has been established for whatever reason, be it out of genuine concern for people's well-being, be it out of governmental control, be it out of greed with, with money made from the vaccine, whatever. Because obviously the lockdowns have been economically crippling, so that hasn't helped general money-making through the country. Whatever reason, there has a, a, been a narrative that is set, and now big tech is complicit in not allowing you to question the narrative. That's what's clear. Whatever is behind the narrative, the politically collect, collect, correct narrative that you are not allowed to question, big tech is now the enforcer for that. So that I can confront head on. That I can say head on is wrong is oppressive and is actually harmful because it doesn't allow for the open exchange of ideas. And it doesn't allow people to evaluate, okay, what are the actual cases? How many have had side effects because of the vaccines? What is the real data with the mask? What is the real data with the lockdowns? As Governor DeSantis said, the, the lack of exchange of ideas may be, may be hurting people and is likely hurting people because we're not allowed to discuss it. And we're not talking about some conspiracy theorist that Number one, they want you to know that Elvis is alive and well. Number two, they want you to know that Joe Biden is not really the president, that it's, it's a shapeshifter, 
And number three, the vaccines are dangerous. And we're not talking about some wild conspiracy theorists. We're talking about professors, scientists, respected doctors, people who up until now have been considered mainstream, not conspiracy theorists, and they're raising questions and their videos are getting taken down. So that's the big problem to me. That's the big issue to me, that there is a narrative being censored. There is a narrative being upheld. And that's clear. That much is clear. The, the why as to how we got that narrative is a separate question. But what's clear is this has been an excuse for censorship. There is a friend of mine, a professor and an apologist in Canada, taught at the seminary there for eight years, just got fired. Why? On his personal Twitter account, he criticized the lack of free speech in Canada. Oh, oh yeah, right. No, there's no lack of free speech. How dare you question it? We fire you. And he raised questions about the COVID vaccine, raised honest questions as an academic and got fired from the seminary. This is what is undeniable. This is what is clear. And this is what must be resisted. The censorship, the silencing of voices, the forbidding of asking of honest questions, the, the prohibition about posting other information, scientific information, medical information, so that people can have the data. That's the issue. That's undeniable, and that must be confronted. Tell me where I'm wrong. I think I'm seeing pretty clearly on this, after all. <laughs>